America's webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Good morning once again. Welcome to NSPS Radio Hour to all of our listeners, live or otherwise. I guess I probably shouldn't say that, Gavin, because probably not too many people aren't alive or listening to our show. But but perhaps there are some people listening after the fact through the through the links. But uh, nonetheless, we welcome everyone, regardless of what your situation is. And uh, as I've given away already, my guest today is Gavin Schrock. Welcome, Gavin. Howdy. Good to have you back on the show. Uh, we've had a number of conversations about a lot of different things over the years. Uh, this latest thing, though, that I would suspect most of our listeners know about, um, because the distribution of uh, XYHT magazine is pretty broad. But you guys undertook uh, a really cool project uh, that I, I thought was really interesting. It, it was reminiscent of the old days back in whenever it was, 08 or 09 or something. They did the top 25 in serving in the last 25 years or something like that when it was still PS Magazine, I guess. But this was a really interesting one, and, and your reach was... I thought uh, a great way to go and focusing on, really on an international scale rather than just on, on here in, in the U.S. So maybe we can begin the show by you talking a bit about the project and how it came to be and all that kind of thing. Well, uh, it had been talked about for for a number of years. We wanted to do something big in the area of outreach, you know, succession planning for our profession. Uh, you know, especially the challenge, the demographic challenge, where there just wasn't uh, wasn't uh, a lot of activity and planning the succession planning also around that uh, the nature of a lot of the work was going to change. There was going to be some that would would always be the same, but uh, there was you know different different uh, different markets that people were were finding their feet in. Um, you know, I was listening. Uh, recently, the podcast you had Mike Polymeri on in November, and did, he was right? talking about uh, how there's a you know the the work is coming back, but it's different. Well, going back to the original plan of the outreach was it, it, we thought well you know it's hard to attract young people into the career uh, because there aren't like the examples of you know who are the Elon Musks of of our profession kind of thing. Who are the people that made a, a lot of significant uh, movement forward while they were still fairly young, you know, so that they can look up to it. We thought, well, um, it might sound ageist, but we were going to look at people under 40. And we also went and thought about it quite a bit and thought, wait a minute. Uh, historically, when people, surveyors were synonymous with a lot of different kinds of work, um, you know, before people started saying that's not surveying, surveyors saying that's not surveying. You know, when in, they, surveyors owned mapping, uh, hydrography, uh, you know, a lot of uh, anything to do with that that kind of of highly skilled measurement and analysis of, of of records. So we thought, well, let's do this as as, as a little broad in all those categories. Um, we wanted it to, to to go international as well, because sometimes we can learn from examples from elsewhere where. Actually, sometimes it's a lot tougher to get licensed or to find your way in a profession. So this this was the thought, and we kicked it off last July. Um, Neil and I, Neil Sandler, the, the publisher, uh, uh, and I uh, stopped by to visit you last summer, and we talked about this and kicked it off. Um, and 
I, you, you all put a notice in the uh, NSPS news, and we got a lot of no, the nominations uh, through that as well. And, that's, and then uh, as far as the international side, did you um, – I, I shouldn't ask this question. Maybe I should state it because I think it's true. I, I think you, you worked with John Hohall and maybe our Young Surveyors group here to identify other folks, or did you reach out through – other publications in other parts of the world, or did you have FIG help you do that, or how, how did you find those other people? Well, um, you know, the the uh, since sort of broadening the content uh, of of PS several years before the um, you know the rebrand XYHT, we'd already started to gain uh, a lot of social media connections through. Uh, I hate sorry but to use the term, the geomatics community in the other parts of the world where people aren't afraid to talk about that, and the surveying communities in the other parts of the world through the Young Surveyors Network and our promotion of that. Um, the FIG was was key in in um, the nominations from Africa as well. But uh, we our circulation grew when we rebranded, and it grew in, in several areas that, uh, you know, uh, beyond surveying, but also internationally, we started to pick up a lot of um, a lot of uh, subscribers for the digital version. So when the notice went out, uh, we got deluged with with nominations. We actually have more from overseas than in the U.S., but we we wanted it to majority be U.S. and Canada. And mm-hmm. so uh, maybe it's, it's worth a little bit of discussion about when you were talking about that broader scope. I think that's kind of indicative. What what I see through FIG when I work with those guys, and I'm on a a, a group now that's kind of started through RICS, but it's spread to a lot of other professions and beyond on this whole idea of international uh, mapping standards, property management or property measurement standards. Um, and it's really more about what you locate than how you locate it in that particular context. But it's been interesting for me to be involved in those kind of things because you have people there from all different aspects of our world that affect us and we affect them, but somehow too often we don't see that. We, being the U.S. surveying community, don't kind of recognize that that where we're in that overall group of people, we sometimes sometimes kind of pull ourselves off to the side and say, well, this is who we are, and all that other stuff is who you guys are. Well, um, uh, internationally, they, there's the 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 lines aren't drawn so um, so distinctly. Um, you know, surveying, especially boundary surveying, is an island into itself with its own challenges. The most challenging, probably, aspect of of, of our profession, but um, it's not viewed quite that way. Uh, Surveying is an island into itself, but we got to realize we're part of an archipelago uh, of islands. You know that that work together. Uh, there, there's a you know interactions with construction, uh, you know engineering, civil, metrology, hydrography, you know uh, asset management, all of that. Well, it, that that is viewed as a whole in the FIG and other other organizations. As you said about growing standards. Uh, there's like in Europe the Inspire uh, program, which is, is is 
you know, very broad in trying to develop best practices and standards uh, in Europe um, for, for, you know, spatial mapping and reporting. And it goes all the way down to, like you said, it was the, you know, the boundary standards, more of what than how you measure. The, the how you measure, people don't get really hung up on that that much because that's, that's a moving target. It's rapidly changing. But the, um, the official work is in, as you said, the what gets measured. An example of the FIG's uh, outreach, though, uh, something that, that we, we have a number of people in, in here from the Young Surveyors Network, and uh, a prime example of, of just astounding outreach was the FIG had uh, one of their working weeks a few years ago in Abuja, Nigeria, which people don't realize it is an economy that's booming, you know, incredibly, and it's an emerging, definitely a huge emerging market. Well, the uh, the the local young people there really took a hold of the Young Surveyors Network idea, and they employed social media. Uh, they they do what's called a WhatsApp uh, social media app thing. They had 1,500 uh, then and now about 2,000 Young Surveyor Network people. They went around the country doing train the trainer. So there were people going around and training locals on how to train other locals on matters of, of boundary, uh, use of the technology, the geodesy, which is really important there because they have to build their control networks as they go. So uh, it, it, it was just amazing to get to know those people uh, through their social media and the great stuff that they're doing. That, that I thought, was an outreach that maybe we can learn from the way that was pulled off. Uh, so you'll see, actually, you'll see two people, one in our 40 under 40. We also did a uh, 40 more. They, we did more profile. We, we, we would have had to do, there were 400 people that were either nominated or that we knew of that we wanted to consider in this. And so we added more profiles online. So you see two of those from Nigeria. And there were a lot of other people involved in the outreach and mentoring that, that we noted in here. Yeah, one, I was thinking as you were making that comment about some of the work that's going on uh, in the rest of the world and other activities that are going on, uh, it, it just crossed my mind that, not that it was an epiphany or anything, because I thought about this a lot, but it seems to me a lot of our issues here in, in country in terms of how we perceive all these other things around us rather than embracing them is really our own fault. I mean, we've kind of isolated ourselves we we say everything that's in this law belongs to us but we're not going to learn how to do any of it except this one thing and well that's, um, a, that's a generalization i realize but still it's there i think well uh i i, I feel we got a lot of work to do it, it's very it, it, it's tough and very essential and probably the most critical thing that our profession needs to do is is to make sure we have good succession planning and teaching the new people doing boundary because that's that's you know that that's the gold standard there um, but you know when we when the the moment we say something is not surveying we're not only encouraging uh, you know we're, we are encouraging other people to take that away from us mm -hmm. and hundreds of years ago everything fell under surveying that was spatial, you know. I mean, it was it was a huge, and uh, yeah, we, I I I cringe when I when I hear people wanting 
us to self put ourselves in our own box. Um, even on that note, the we did uh, especially want to feature some people that were good examples of carrying the boundary side forward as well, because that, as as Mike Palomari talked about a month or so ago, that's changing. It's not set in stone. Uh, if if somebody's learning a couple of boundary things from somebody, you know, uh, by direct mentorship, they might only be learning a small part that that, that person is, does on a regular basis. And uh, there sometimes there are new, uh, you know, court or case studies, uh, case law, which shows that some of those assumptions have changed over time. We've had a number of those in Washington State. It's dynamic. It has to be taught that way. And uh, what we found, uh, you know, overseas especially is, yes. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. going to have to go to break. So that will be a good thing for us to pick up on when we come we'll back. We'll pick up on that. Yep. yep. Thanks. Attention surveyors. Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next-generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com. That's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. This is Michael Connolly inviting you to listen each Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern to my show, Our Constitution, only on America's Web Radio. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. We want to get on to talking about our 40 under 40, but as we were going away, Gavin, you, you mentioned something that sort of struck a chord in that whole idea of, the, of mentoring and how important mentoring is, but re, also reflecting on the fact that not all mentoring is the same. <laughs> Um, well, it, it it is tougher now. There's 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 well, there's less mentors because well, let's face it, crew sizes got smaller, and there was a there was an economic downturn which coincided also with uh, a demographic 
uh, lull. But I want to get to that point later when we talk about the NCES. But the there, I don't know. There's people that that that, that feel that you you can't learn uh, things like boundary um, in a school. I I'm sorry. The the evidence around the world is is there's a four pronged approach pretty much to any other uh, advanced country that there's your experience your mentoring, your education, and then the testing. Well, the testing is making sure that somebody at least learns some of the minimums. Well, the education is when people go and they do their, sometimes someone has to have just about a master's to become a, a professional surveyor in other countries. They are taught case law. They have actual surveyors come in and teach actual cases and go over a whole bunch of things. So the person has a little bit in their pocket when they hit the ground running and they got to go through the mentoring slash apprenticeship, you know, uh, internship. And then when they get that experience with it and actually using it, so that all four parts go together. So with the, with, with boundary being so big and, and actually still dynamic, there are changes. Um, I, I don't see it any harm in somebody getting the fundamentals through the education. Matter of fact, in a lot of places, it's mandatory that they have it. The, the because there aren't as many mentors, people can't don't run four person crews anymore. So it's really hard to get that one to one uh, internship. I've been looking at with a bunch of people about uh, a, an interesting mentorship model that's used elsewhere. We could talk about it later. So. There are people uh, we had in the 40 that were especially attuned to this uh, and mentoring. There's a, there's a, a young fellow in um, Kenya that, that uh, mentors just about every student going through his local program. And um, it, it, it also, it's, it's, we, we tried to include the people that, that support the profession now, uh, you know, people don't like the term industry. You know, they say, no, it's a profession. Well, there's a profession, and, and you got to face it, there is an industry, the industry that supports the profession or the industry. You know, there's construction industry, medical. Uh, there are people that support what we do, the, the practitioners do, the people that make the equipment, that design it, that test it, that develop the algorithms to make the stuff better. Um, there's the educators, and we 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 wanted to include some of those. Somebody said, "Why in the heck do you have a sales support engineer in there?" And I said, "When you're out there and you're having a problem, who's the person that saves your butt with that piece of equipment that you you're just learning how to use? Uh, people that design the algorithms or the software that we use. We got an example: Autodesk, which." There are a fair number of people that use the Autodesk and the Civil 3D. Um, they've revitalized the way they design the software rather than, uh, you know, uh, big versions in some of it. They use what they call a scrum team to do this sort of um, uh, constant update based solely on customer feedback. Nick Zeeben there with Autodesk, oh, we, were, we were pretty impressed with him. So when you were looking at that, that, that's interesting information to know about uh, how broadly you've, you've taken this whole thing and 
I think it was a great approach to it as well because uh, it it broadens the thought processes of of those of us kind of not mired in the profession but certainly involved in the profession to look at it from that perspective because you're exactly right when you mentioned that that uh, thing about if you have trouble with your equipment who comes out to help you well you know it's not your neighbor it's it's somebody who's an expert in how that piece of equipment works and uh, they're not out there trying to tell you how to use the data you're getting out of it they're just helping you get the data but they're still they're still very very important i mean without them what would you do right this this is true. Uh, there's there's people that also you know there's formal for, uh, people that formally educate our profession in the continuing education, and uh, you know we we kind of fall into the to the trap of uh, a lot of times the continuing education tends to be the same people and and and, some, and they get pretty tired. I talk to a lot of them. Uh, yeah. And, and a lot of us I get agree. tapped for conferences. You know, it's like c- come on, get creative. There are other people with with that are you know got a lot of body of knowledge you know let's so we we were hoping that that this forty under forty would also represent the next wave of people who you might invite to conferences uh, the things you can learn from them so we thought a lot about the business of of surveying and who are people that took their surveying company often from scratch and built it into pretty rapidly and broadly into a lot of categories. Um, Christine Gameron, uh, with her company, uh, Gameron De Bruin Land Surveying. Um, she's also in the um, the GeoLearn uh, staff as well. There was an example. There was uh, Linda Foster up in South Dakota who did the unthinkable in, in the surveying community. Uh, openly took GIS and injected it into a big enge- a midsize engineering firm and added that element into into their body of work. They, that actually helped them draw in clients that wanted to look at projects holistically. So uh, those are those are exam- We have a lot of the examples of, of the people who were successful in the business side. I, I remember well. You, you know, you and Mike Palmieri talked about that a month or so ago. About he says we don't learn enough about the business side because we have to change our businesses to move forward. Um, we've got examples of those folks. We also have examples of folks who are helping us or teaching us to be able to deal with the big data. You know, the the mass data capture, the scanning, uh, like it or not, most DOTs now have people doing the mobile mapping, going down their highway corridors, and they actually design from it. Uh, by the way, the, the successful ones of those have a surveyor dealing with doing the geodesy. Uh, dealing with the big data is another thing that we got to learn with. You know, it's not just a small point file anymore. It's giant point clouds and servers. Uh, Nora, Nora uh, Sanyi May with uh, Fugro deals with some of the biggest data sets in, in the world. And uh, she also teaches uh, at um, University of Maryland, Baltimore. So there, there's there's... People dealing with that data, the uh, other areas like um, monitoring, we, we've seen a lot of interest in monitoring as people want to protect aging infrastructure. Uh, there's this whole this whole segment of these, I'll call them the journey person uh, monitoring people, like this Matej Negi there in Slovenia, that are 
going around the world and doing these monitoring projects and teaching that to the local folks with that infrastructure. So there's areas of growth there. Um, there's dealing with uh, that spatial data. It's it's growing so fast that the conventional, you know, for instance, the, the big geospatial companies like the ESRI uh, aren't aren't often reactive enough to meet the needs. There needs to be, you know, a faster turnaround time on development. So this whole open source community, which we're seeing in the GIS side, but you're about to, you're about to see a big wave of it in, in the CAD and design engineering side. Open source software is kind of crowd developed by people all over the world. They'll get on a server and, and you know at all odd hours and develop code on the fly. So. Um, some of the fundamental tools that go with that, like CartoDB, uh, Javier De La Torre, he started that from scratch. And now that's available, inexpensive, and people can continue development on it. Um, these are just examples of us moving into this new, new paradigm for applicable work that we do that's dealing with the bigger data um, but there are people out there that are willing to and are publishing a lot to teach us about this. And so we, we highlighted quite a few of those. Anita Grasser in, in Austria that wrote the QGIS, that free GIS software that I know a lot of surveyors that use that, mainly because it's free, but it's very dynamic. Um, yeah, we're hoping that a lot of the people that we highlighted in here might might be invited to conferences to speak. Uh, they're all willing to. Well, that uh, I know, as you pointed out, I think that'll be good news to a lot of the people who are sort of on the list these days because you and I know several of those people and, and both understand yeah. that they get tired. Um, well, yeah, poor Gary Kent. Uh, yeah, uh, he and I are going to be teaching at an Idaho conference, and, and he's actually teaching two-thirds of the classes there, poor guy. So... Yeah. yeah, and it's well. And the thing of it is, with this crop of people that you're talking about, it's it's going way outside of the typical box, which is great. Uh, we just hope that our our practitioners really want to hear that, and we, I agree they should hear it. But we let's hope they want to hear it. Well, there's enough of the fundamental as well. There are still people that that by necessity are gonna are are gonna specialize. Thank heavens they're carrying the torch forward. Uh, with the fundamentals, you know that that's really a big need. And uh, we found out there was more more of that positive, uh, you know, than 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 we thought. You know, uh, 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 death of our profession is 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 uh, uh, highly premature. No, it it's definitely not. Um, if if you look at it in a broader sense, it's booming. Um, now, uh, yeah, there are certain sectors and certain types of work that just have not quite recovered. But uh, I don't know. Things are getting a little crazy out there. Uh, our state GPS network, uh, the usage went up 20% in one year. I mean, it has to indicate something. Uh, and I, I talk to a lot of the uh, you know equipment vendors, and uh, sales are sales are booming, but not not. Traditional, you know, the, 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 the certain things changed. Well, everything did change. We 
we're not an agrarian society much anymore. A lot of that's automated. Uh, uh, manufacturing changed to more highly skilled people with more productive gear. We we got to face change. Um, and the young people get it, and they're moving forward uh, almost almost despite us. Um, I, I got a quote. Um, we just heard heard overnight that David Bowie had passed away. Uh, who was I'm going to have to really pick up on that when we come back. Yep. Yeah, and we're, we're right at the break again, so let's don't forget David yep. Bowie when we come back. Yep. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Quick stakes. Is your answer to staking lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes? Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. As we left our last segment, Gavin, you were referring to the sad news of the passing of David Bowie. Yeah, uh, well, he was very big in in in, in uh, my generation, uh, high school years especially. But uh, it, there was a quote from one of his songs. He said, these children that we spit on as they try to change their worlds, they're immune to our consultations. They're quite aware of what they're going through. And uh, that really struck deep for me when I was a teenager, thinking about that, you know, the rebellious youth. But um, it, it was kind of like the, the, these young people that are doing this, they're not ignoring uh, our they're 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 standing on the shoulders of people ahead of them, but they they get to start with the goalpost with with the starting line move forward a little bit, and that that doesn't mean they 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 sit back they just they just move the goalpost further, 
And, and it was really interesting to find out that a lot of these people knew each other all over the world. They knew of each other's work. It's like they, you know, they these are people that could have all worked on one team, you know. So there there were areas that that we we felt we needed to include because we thought, wait a minute, why 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 do we not consider hydrographic surveying as part of surveying? Well, it is, and it also presents an opportunity of an area that's booming mm-hmm. and can attract young people. Uh, not not that the other traditional elements of surveying can. So. This, you know, the, the notion that this could, could be an outreach tool in, in attracting youth, that was a, another key thing. We found out that a lot of these people are involved in outreach to, to schools already. Um, we got to know some, getting to know these people was, was awesome and humbling, and they are just, they were just, there wasn't big egos here. We had a few self-promoters that nominated themselves that we just sort of let those slide off the end of the table. We met a we met a young uh, hydrographic surveyor uh, from Indonesia and another one from the UK that's in the forty under forty, and found out the nature of, of that work is the, these people are sort of nomadic. They they move around from project to project, doing these amazing things out there in rough seas, surveying just like the rest of us, except they're having to survey two thousand fathoms down with robots. Uh, it, it, they're an interesting bunch of very well-educated, MacGyvery, uh, bare-knuckle uh, mechanic surveyors, scientists out there, out there working on rigs and on the ocean. So Hannah Fadia in, in Indonesia was, was especially uh, great to hear her stories. There are people that want the excitement. So you know, the young people that want to go do 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 those brave things out on the edge. You know, that that's that's good examples. Um, we had people... you're, talking about the, you're talking about the hydrographers. We, of course, you know we have the certification that we do mm-hmm. here, and yep. there's been a lot of discussion lately about the whole hydrography thing and how it ties into the state licensure structures and 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 that type of thing and what people can and can't do. But when when people come in here to take the hydrographers exam, and not all of them do, but some come here, um, almost always they're on their way somewhere to another job. Yep. I mean, it's it's amazing. They'll come here from middle of the country somewhere, and they're on their way to Nova Scotia or overseas someplace. Uh, oh yeah, they're uh, kind of a nomadic existence, and and, uh, and they also they they are educated um, in uh, terrestrial surveying as well. So a lot of the the hydrographers, that, you know, they 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 learn that first, and uh, same fundamentals. Well. The boundary line out there can be plus or minus a number of meters, but that's a different story. Um, talking about the way that, uh, for instance, boundary and cadastre have, are, are changing, there's there's a look at 3D, uh, what's called 3D cadastre, and the way that, you know, surveyors, we, we, we look at the spatiality of something to do with, with uh, bona fide ownership rights, but also the effect, you know, uh, uh, easements, buffers, things like that. Well, in, it's being looked at three-dimensionally now. I mean, uh, yeah, the example would be high-rise structures. But um, looking at the whole mechanism or, or, the, or, or the whole structure, uh, like in the building information management, we, we 
got to know this this uh, scientist down in uh, in Melbourne, Australia, Serene Ho, who is just writing the foundational uh, uh, papers on this 3D cadaster. Uh, all all the the legal implications, the roadblocks to to uh, examining and implementing. So around the world, surveyors are making a lot of difference in developing countries with the, the uh, delivery of land tenures, which, you know, a lot of countries now finally somebody can say, that is my property. This uh, Rohan Bennett uh, in Netherlands, who's set up these programs all over the developing world, turns out he studied in Australia with Serene Ho. It's a small world. But uh, there's a lot of that going on, and there's there's armies of surveyors from other countries going to <laughs> different parts of the world and working on this. And I, I was surprised to find out from these folks how few American surveyors get involved in that. Surely young people might be interested in going and doing that sort of stuff. What do you think the difference is? Because and, and, uh, even through the FIG community, uh, when I've been involved in it, and not as much as a lot of other people, but you see that kind of connection cross-country, cross-continent all the time, but you don't see as much of it from here to there. Um, well, we don't see it, but there is a lot of it that goes on. Uh, what it, It's kind of funny. There's, there's, there's a lot of people that are surveyors that we, we might not necessarily see at our local survey meeting because they are traveling and, and doing projects. Uh, they, you know, they studied surveying, they got their roots in it, uh, uh, licensed, and they're off working sort of as ambassadors into other fields. Uh, recently, we went to Autodesk University, and I hadn't been there in a number of years. I used to teach there, and it, it was huge. It, as big as the AS, ASRI car, you know, 14,000 people. There was more surveying equipment there than in any surveying conference I've been to ever, except Intergeo uh, over there in Europe. And I went around there thinking, you know, first I was bitter. I was going, oh, my God, they've stolen all the work from us. And then I come to find out that there are people with surveying background who are involved in this stuff, the ones that make all that magic work, that mass data capture and the building information management, sure enough, you're going to find surveyor involved in there somewhere. Um, reaching out into these other fields is something that, that some of the folks in the 40 under 40 do. There's a, a surveyor in California who uh, is involved in a real estate association and the civil engineering association. Well, maybe part of, of outreach is letting these other lateral uh, AEC, architecture, engineering, construction industries, know that we're still here and how valuable uh, the work we do is. So I, I, I would hope that people not only belong to an association like NSPS or the local state one, but a number of them do get involved in the real estate markets. Uh, they're not the enemy. They're well, we uh, we we can change a lot of the thinking of people if they if they hear directly from us, you know. So that that we find I found out that a lot, a lot of people in these other countries belong to a bunch of these different associations. Um, and that kind of get thing that word out gives, there. 
Yeah, and it actually goes through different kinds of associations. It 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 goes to your local civic clubs. It goes to anywhere you're going to be where you're yep. interacting with other people. And and I agree with you. I've always been surprised how how little of that seems to be going on and perhaps there's more than I realize, but but it's it's a critical part from my perspective of not only building a successful business but enhancing the perspective of other people about your profession. Yeah, um it, it's it's we got to be more visible and uh let's the, you know be more visible amongst the the communities and industries that represent our our clients or downstream clients. So, uh Young Surveyors Network, uh, I know that that's a big discussion uh, with the European group. And, and oh, the, a plug for the, the YSN meeting, uh, the U.S.-North American one, is um, coming up uh, beginning of February yeah. up in Minnesota. The Minnesota, Minnesota yeah. Society is, is hosting that. John Ho Hall. I think it's the second week of February, I believe. And uh, industry's taking notice of that. You'll notice that they've got they've got speakers from some of the big guns there. Oh yeah, uh, they yeah. they know that that outreach is important. You know, some of that might be a little mercenary, but there's there's some sincerity though uh, uh, in that. People don't realize that a lot, uh, that, that there are idealistic folks who are big boosters of surveying up in these industries. Uh, last month we interviewed. Ray O'Connor, uh, CEO of Topcon Positioning Systems, there at their their HQ in California, and um, he uh, he just went on and on. You know the uh, uh, you know his people gave him twenty minutes to talk. We talked to him for an hour and a half. He just goes on and on. He really uh, really wants surveyors to be involved in the automation of construction. The automation and construction is, is, you know, profitable for them. But he says, you know, they got to do it right. And he says, this is where surveyors' skills is needed. They really need to insert themselves into this. Uh, he had some pretty, pretty stern words about that. He really wants to see it happen. Um, it, it was the same talking with Ula Roland of, of Hexagon, Hexagon Leica. We got the same thing from these folks. So there are idealistic people all the way up through their ranks, and it may surprise a, a, a lot of people that a lot of the developers, uh, the project managers, or the product managers and such in these industries started out in a surveying school somewhere. No matter what they're building, most of them started that way. Uh, it, Yeah, uh, they, they get it. Uh, they want to move it forward, and they need the feedback and they, they they all really encourage that as well. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's going to be interesting uh, to see this one coming up in Minnesota. You're right, there are a lot of people. And of course, I know they designed it to hopefully draw from both U.S. and, and Canada in particular and maybe beyond that for this particular one. And, and I was just talking to Amanda the other day. I, it's going to be the last one they do this year because uh, they just did the one last spurt, last fall. You know, it was a smaller meeting out in Ohio when we were out there. But um, it, I'm, I'm really eager to see how, how this one goes and if uh, that group can, the U.S. group, can really get a good stronghold and move in with, with ha- what's happening all across the country, I mean across the world, really, with, with the Young Surveyors Network. So well, we're, there's good examples of it. Yep. You know, I was going to say we're 10 seconds out for our last break, so cool. when we, we get done with that, we'll come back talk about that, and then we'll pick up on what we want to talk about with the whole NCWS thing coming up. 
We'll be right back. Cool. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. As you mentioned earlier in the program, Gavin, you and I and a bunch of other people, Mike Palomari is going to be there, um, a bunch of other people we know are going to be there uh, for this latest in the NCES Future of Serving Task Force. um, What's the word I want to use here? Endeavor, I suppose. Endeavor. (laughs) Is the right word because... Uh, of course, NCWS is interested in the future of the profession, as are all the rest of us. And mm-hmm. so I think this is going to be an interesting conversation. Heretofore, all the meetings that we've had through the task force, I think I mentioned this on the radio show last week, have been from the surveying community, by and large people who are surveyors on licensing boards, uh, and, and they've asked me to be involved in it too. But now this time we're reaching out beyond that. And it's going to be really interesting, I think, to see what all those different perspectives are coming from the individuals and from the associate or the organizations they represent yeah there's still it's still mostly uh, mostly surveying and, uh, and 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 with a with a very healthy representation from specifically boundary as well that that is the one you know with the you know the most legal impact for right. a lot of people um, the NCES you know that that's yeah that the, the uh, Examination body and 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 the and the exams being if you look at that, you know those four el- the four elements of of a professional. Uh, actually, you look at almost any profession; it's that same thing. It's the education, the mentoring, the experience, and the examinations. Uh, you doctors have to go through internships and residencies and things like that. So, if you look at that, they're 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 rather uh, they're kind of unique perspective though is is that they are uh, uh, very closely working with the licensing boards in the different states. They don't dictate anything. Uh, I don't, 
you know, I, I hear, <laughs> I see blog posts and, and comments where people think there's some conspiracy that the NCES is dictating anything. No, uh, they're, it's a nonprofit and they're not a government entity, but I was a little disturbed. I saw a blog post the other day where somebody was poo-pooing this summit even before it happened. Um, let, let's see what happens. The NCES, though, uh, you know, to their credit, um, uh, they might not be in touch with on-the-ground surveyors in particular uh, as well as, the, as they should be. Uh, maybe this can help. Is uh, They deal with a lot of data, and, and something that, that, that I think about when they say the discussion of, of the future of surveying is, uh, as, as Mike Palomari said in an email a couple days ago to me, he says, we've got to look at... Do we have a problem? What is the nature of it? And what can be done to fix it? Well, I'm, I think rather clinically as well. In in the first one, determining is it a problem per se, or is it just the the you know the the way things change over time? But to get our heads around it, the NCES does uh, look at a lot of data and statistics, and and I'm kind of hoping that this task force uh, will actually call for perhaps getting an economist involved to look at uh, at the nature of the profession and the drivers, the markets. Then we can, can look at that. Um, I think they gathered a good bunch. I noticed that on the agenda they want to talk about what we can do about outreach. I think that's why some of the press were, were invited. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I'm there actually as part of XYHT magazine, uh, uh, but... I'm, I'm actually a practicing surveyor uh, as well. Um, I, I have my day job. But I, it's, it's what can be done about outreach, I think, is one of the goals. Uh, I saw the agenda. That, that looked pretty good. Um, they're they're going to meet for the one day in San Diego. Uh, they got a yeah, fairly broad set of people there, a lot of the big names that folks would recognize. But I, I noticed that they're going to have a facilitator to keep things moving, because you, you and I know if we, if you and I sat down, you know, with Mike or something, we we could spin off for hours on something. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's true. I, so we need I, I think they got an outcome focus uh, yeah. on this one. So I, I have I have high hopes. Um, well, and and I think the of course the one of the positive sides of it is that everybody you're bringing in has an interest in promoting the, the profession and perpetuating the profession and finding ways to um, enhance participation in it, as you've pointed out, with with all these young types of people you're finding through the 40 Under 40 group. And I guess part of the big challenge is going forward, thinking in that terminology or under that circumstance, how and or if and how does that change the licensing not the licensing structure but the licensing content the, the yeah, examination yeah does it does it or should it does it have to is it uh, uh, you know is 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 the current structure the reason why the numbers are lower or is it other factors uh, I, I'm not wholly convinced uh, a, a either direction yet. It's going to be very educational for me to hear hear stuff. Uh, uh, we're, uh, we're also on the, on the note of outreach at the magazine. We're, we're doing over a couple of years. We're we're gathering research 
in that area that we're talking about at the nature of the of the profession and the in the, the, the markets we serve. So that I won't get ahead of myself or promise it anytime soon, but we're going to work on that. I, I hope we can see forward. Uh, we need. Um, I, I really want us to listen a lot more to to the younger folks who are more adept. Uh, or growing up in the new environment, we're having to, to notice the new environment and adapt back to it. Some of these people growing up in it, um, there's something that, that, that I hope that our profession can get past a little bit, and I, I, I don't want us to keep sounding like grumpy old men. I hate to say this, but somebody has to. We, 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 i got to catch myself sometimes saying the same <laughs> stuff. But, but um, we... We want to see a little positivity here. Not that things are all rosy and wonderful, and nobody's being Pollyannish about it. But we see we see people succeeding and growing in in the changed environments, and that's a positive message. I, I hope that we pass along. Let's let's stop just saying things suck. You know. <laughs> well, and I think they don't. I think you've, I was going to say I think you've pointed out. With the uh, with the endeavor here on the forty under forty and the, all the research you've done and and the information you've gotten back from people is that there really is an exciting thing to sell um, as a profession. Absolutely, but we aren't really doing a great job, and partially because, as you said, uh, of our own backgrounds, the ones of us that have been in the profession forever. So I think that means we have to adapt in terms of our knowledge base on on knowing what to promote to get people involved. Um, and, and of course, our best our best marketers are going to be those young people. Well, they'll be listened to a little bit more. If I go to a middle school, they're not going to listen to me, you know, some old guy, you know. Somebody closer to their age, I hate to say it, but they're going to listen. And uh, we we tend to do that in our outreach in our state now is when we – we do the things at the, at the science nights in the middle schools and the math classes, and we drag a young surveyor in with us and let them do the talking. But there, there's a positive message that each of these people has to pass along, and for each one of these, there's probably thousands more, you know. So uh, uh, we're just scratching the surface. Let us uh, utilize this resource of these young people moving forward. You know, uh, there's a whole bunch of them out there. That's um, the only place I'm getting any traction these days in uh, promoting things that are older is in when I have a chance to visit with my grandson and his bandmates and their rock and roll band, and they're really interested in playing um, music from the 80s and the 90s. And so I'm able to help them identify some pl- some things to play. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's the only place my influence is doing any good with regard uh, to looking backwards. <laughs> Well, we 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 we've we've also found in outreach efforts, you know, in our state, our our um, our, our um, association here, that uh, that young folks are interested in um, the historical stuff. It it interests them, but it it doesn't interest them for very long. They got to take it in context, you know, nice small bites of that. Um, you were not saying that they're all just tech nuts and that's all they want to hear about. That's not necessarily true. I'm finding that that's a mischaracterization. They're more comfortable in that environment than we are. And they, like you said, in a couple of times we talked, they're fearless, totally fearless. It just doesn't phase them. They don't even think about it. They just go ahead and make it work. You know. 
man, you were talking about the, I, I don't remember the person's name that had put all this information out there uh, in the cloud, I suppose. And and from from our perspective, it's hard to even wrap our mind around that concept, much less be able to do that kind of thing. So it's a it's a new thing for you and I uh, having to deal with it. I just get so excited when I figure out something on my phone, and my kids kind of chuckle, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, uh, there are practical sides to that that uh, we we hope that that uh, we can keep providing in, uh, education on it. I, I get tickled pink when I I find out a surveyor has has figured out with their smartphone they got this little cam capture thing that they can take their field books right there in the field and zap them up to the cloud right that minute yep. and then they have that copy forever uh it's it's uh yeah there's excitement in there i i get a little giddy about you know tech um but you know got to take it into perspective uh we need the education that that makes that tech relevant and, well, I, and uh, I certainly applaud you guys for for taking this step and and reaching out and creating this this group that you've come up with and as you said there's a whole lot more people out there that are are doing exciting things as well you you were limited to a certain number of people that doesn't mean they're the only people doing it and so i I really applaud you guys for doing that and bringing it to the forefront and you know putting it right out in front of everybody to see because it's enlightening and it's encouraging from my perspective well uh well we decided we're going to do it again we're going to do it again about june we'll put a notice out and uh, already we we already got pinged by not representing different parts of the country and different mm-hmm. parts of the world as well. We're going to work a little harder on that. But uh, you'll notice that, that it's about 50-50 uh, men and women represented right. there. And that wasn't hard to do. We actually had more nominations for women in the professions than we had men. Well, that's great so, news. That. That helps our demographic, and it's great to know that women are interested in in the kind of things that we're doing. So we're uh, thirty seconds away, forty seconds away from being through our through our last segment. Believe it or not, of course, you and I already know that this thing goes faster than we ever imagined. So, but I, I, thanks so much for being with me today. It's been great to have you on the show and talk about this issue. And and I'm excited about what we're going to be doing out there in California with NCWS too. So I'll definitely look forward to seeing you there. And then at the LSAW conference coming up. That's soon. right, up here, up here in Washington, the nice in Washington. Washington. All yeah. right, you may guys even <laughs> have winter weather by the time I get out there. You never know. Yeah, take care, sir. See you. I will in a do that. Weeks. Yep. Thanks so much for being with me today. It's been great. All right. Bye. See you later. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for 